Nation. <laughs> Boy, we squeaked one out this past week. I called it. Dude, dude, today is a banner day in Redskin. Well, Sunday was a banner day in the history of the Redskins because they won their fifth game of the year, which beats their record from last year. Dude, outstanding, <laughs> yes. And the Cowboys found another way to blow the game at the end in front of their <laughs> wonderful non-fairweather fans that showed up at the stadium on Thanksgiving Day. Don't you just mean they found another way to blow? Um, I think I think that probably uh, sums it up right there. Um, <laughs> even though the refs totally cheated and tried, and gave him that touchdown by Miles Austin, Aaron's favorite player, where Jason Witten had his hand. He had a handful of the guy's name on his jersey. They even came back from commercial break and said, look at this hold. And Troy Aikman, in his usual manner, goes, well, I think they missed a call there. He always says that. He may have. Yeah, he always say, says that like three times a game. Or he'll be like, he may have got away with one. He, he may have gotten Did away guys... with one there. I, I think I think Witten guy may have gotten away with one there. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear when Troy Aikman said, the Cowboys are wearing their whites today? <laughs> the whites. The Whites. No, but I did hear him when he the said whites. that Miles Austin was the best receiver in the league, and the only person that came close to him was perhaps Andre Johnson. Perhaps. The Texans. Yeah, yeah. What, was that before he um, he got a hangnail and had to go get an x-rayed, or what happened there? That was, before, uh, that was before they went, like, I don't know, one in six or something. Dudes, dudes, dudes. In any event, who gives a crap about Dallas? We're talking about the Redskins up in here. But I gotta say, it did make it did make my Thanksgiving dinner taste even that much better. Oh yeah, having Dallas lose that was awesome. It was very nice to see uh, Dallas lose. On um, it was very nice to see, to see Dallas lose to what I think you could consider America's team currently, the New Orleans Saints. Because that I is the agree. one team that tons of Fairweather fans have gotten behind lately. Yep, that's true. <clears throat> true. I will true. agree with that. True, true. But anyway, uh, anyway, thanks to our benevolent sponsor, David Lee Legal Services, for uh, sticking with us through that debacle of a <clears throat> game against <throat> Philadelphia and the comeback victory here uh, against the uh, Nashville Rednecks, I mean the Tennessee Titans. I would like to just point out that David Lee did not even once threaten to pull his sponsorship during that debacle. That's because he's a true (laughs) fan. He stuck with it. 
He stuck with it, dudes. He stuck with it. Dude took a Dallas sucks flag to Antarctica. Speaking he stuck of, with the team. I need to mail you the Dallas sucks flag because that game will be coming up in only a matter of like ten days. So, son, uh, son, or twenty, or something three. like that. <laughs> it's yeah. on the nineteenth. I thought it was at Dallas for some reason. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, whose no, turn no, is no, it? Whose turn is it to fly that flag? We got Minnesota. We got at the Nats at the new Meadowlands, which looks just as ghetto as the old one. Mm-hmm. Then we got Tampa at home, Dallas on the road, Jacksonville on the road, and we end with Dallas or uh, with the Giants coming to visit the Jack, otherwise known as FedEx Field. But the question you may be asking is, who is we? Because there's no one left on the team. Dudes. Yeah, dudes, we're calling this episode, episode 234, this is the injury report episode because, well, put it this way, I made a joke right before we went on the air tonight and I said, you know what, we could shorten this podcast if we just decided to talk about the people who are not injured. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, we could. There's like two. But anyway, let's get, let's start the thing off by talking about that victory the in Nashville. With people we don't even know who they were being injured on the field. Like, Dude, all I have to say is that Stefan Heyer ended the game at right guard. Not tackle. A, and he did a better job there than he's ever done at tackle. He, he I was going to say, guys, you know what I got to say? the tackle positions. Oh, yeah. Seriously, they, they need to keep whatever they worked out and fixed and moved people around. They should just keep that. Dude, because it's dude. like – McNabb had more time this past week than he's had in since I can ever, remember. Ever in Redskins colors. Ever. I mean, who ended exactly. up at center? Was it Liechtensteiger? No, it was Will Montgomery. Will, Will Montgomery. Montgomery. He's the backup That's right. Who started at guard and moved into center when Robach got hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and Artis Hicks was already out, so he had started in Artis Hicks' place, right? Uh, Dockery had. No, Dockery started at left guard. Because he can't play right gonna, guard, he can only play left guard. If you're going, if you're going to talk about Dockery, you need to play the music. Oh yeah, we might as well roll. It's gonna. It's the injury report is so vast and it encompasses most of the offensive line, and we might as well just play. Dude, Aaron, just play all the music like in a row. Yeah, but we got to talk about the game first before we get into those reports. Oh yeah. Why? Because it's that's what's on the itinerary. <laughs> And here's what happened. <laughs> here's what happened in the game. The Redskins got a victory. They go to five and five with a nineteen sixteen road win over the Tennessee Titans and their quarterback extraordinaire Vince Young and his thumb injury. Dude, Vince Young is a thumb punk. injury. Dude. When he decides to get out of eighth grade and grow up, that would be a really good day for his career. Here's what he what was up with him over there trying on that glove? Did you see him trying on the glove on the sideline? It's like, it's oh, like, yeah, maybe, maybe this will work. Maybe this won't. Well, you know, he said he uh, he texted an apology to his coach, Jeff Fisher, who's one of the most respected te- coaches in the NFL. Texted him. Um, so texted I, him. I guess everything's okay, right? Because he texted him an apology. He didn't show up and talk <laughs> to him like a man. Not according to no, Jeff no. Fisher. He was un- unimpressed is what I read. As well, Did he, he picture text him? Like a sorry face? Did he write in completely <laughs> using emoticon? Did, did he have a little frowny face that said, I'm sorry? Or did it just I'm say... I'm sorry. Don't cry. Wah, wah. Did it just say, 
Yo, Jeff, we good? <laughs> Yo, Jeff, we good? Question mark. No, not even a question mark. All right. Anyway, enough about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Josh was saying, Redskins had all kinds of time all day, or Donovan McNabb did, to throw the ball. Um, yeah. Santana Moss had over 100 yards catching, <clears throat> I think, on six catches. Uh, I think Cooley had, like, seven catches all in the second half. That could be Yeah, wrong. for 91 yards. Yeah, right yeah, when we were when, starting to talk about where the hell is Cooley? He's like hasn't shown up for three games in a row, and suddenly, bam, Cooley, bam, Cooley. Bam, I think Cooley. I think I literally had just texted you and said Cooley's <laughs> having an awful year, and then suddenly it was like bam, 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 and I was like, I take that back. <laughs> yep, yep. Santana Moss went yeah. six for a hundred and six with a touchdown, the only touchdown by an offense in the game, and uh, Chris yep. Cooley went seven for ninety one, including some critical, yeah. critical. Catches in the second half to keep drives alive. And Joe Ga- yeah, Joey uh, Galloway even had one catch that I remember we slid and caught it. Joey Galloway only had one drop ball that looked like a typical ex-Cowboy Joey Galloway drop. It was a uh, he had three catches for thirty-two. Even Brandon Banks had a catch in this game, y'all. I know a fifteen-yard fifteen-yard uh, reception. Yeah. Sweet, crazy. You can see the humming. Nab went, there. and when he caught it, yeah, it looked I mean, like the ball like was going to take him with it, like a. Yeah. <laughs> like he was grabbing onto a moving vehicle or something. I don't know. I don't know. McNabb was batting 60%. He went 30 for 50 for 376 yards with a touchdown and one interception. I think – I don't know for sure, but I, he had an 81.8 quarterback rating. And you, you hate to go just by ratings, but I think he may have had his best game this year. Because, Josh, as you said earlier – he had all damn day to throw the ball. It was fantastic. Oh, and I don't know how he, he did. did it. Because the middle of the line, it might have might as well have been you, me, <clears> and Aaron playing left and right guard and, and center at that point. And we've also often said that that would be an improvement. Yes, yes, we have. So, Yeah, it, it, it defies all reason how they were able to give him that much time with all of those injuries. And what does that tell you about Tennessee? Not to mention defense had a bunch of injuries too. Like apparently this Anderson Russell dude who I'd never heard of except for I read an article saying he was going to play for LeBron Landry got injured early in the game. And No, he got injured last week. He's been dealing with that Achilles, which could rupture at any moment is what they're saying. Is that true? It. No, not is LeBron that what Landry. Saying about it? I said Anderson Russell got injured. Oh, yeah. He tore uh, ACL. Early in the game. Are you sure his name isn't Russell Anderson? Do you think everyone's just messing it up? <laughs> I don't know what his name is, dude. <laughs> I don't know. He's on injured reserve. We probably won't ever hear about him again. Anyway. <sighs> Clinton Borders. Anderson, Russell, right, well, Russell we can get Anderson. Into that. Well, all right. Now that we're done talking about the victory. Um, Are we? <laughs> I guess. it was. It, he had all kinds of time, and he was able to make throws. Go figure. Eight for and, 16 and dude, on I wanna... third down efficiency, which is eight more third downs that they converted than in the last game. And, which, if you're bad at math, and that means zero I, last game. And we were able to run the ball quite well, I might say. I just want to point out that he threw and connected with nine different targets. Nine different receivers. And, All day. Well, and that is that is a product of, one, the offensive line, the makeshift offensive line giving him time, and two – People kept getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and Clint Portis was tearing it up before he got injured. And, Man, uh, yeah, Clint Portis, I was so afraid that he had come back too quick, and it turns out he did. But even, but it was a different yep. injury. 
It was it was a different injury. It ended up being a different injury. Yeah. But anyway, Actually, he he was tearing it up, dude. When he was in there, I was like, take Keelan Williams out, because every time <clears throat> Portis had it early in the game, he was you know making some good stuff happen, and Keelan wasn't doing so hot at the beginning. And then I found out. Right. Yeah, he was. Portis was better, but I mean, you know, Keelan Williams. I'm 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 a big fan. I think he's been doing rather well. Um being an undrafted rookie and everything. But, yeah, I mean, Clinton Portis is just in that special range. When he's on, he's really, really on. But he's just hasn't been able to be on for more than, like, a quarter or so in the last couple of years because he keeps getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Dude, let's go into the O-line report, and then that'll segue right on into the injury report. Yeah, you know what? Just go ahead and play both in a row. I don't even have the injury report music. All right, well. <laughs> anyway. Here, well, it's not like anyone's listening anyway. <laughs> Franco American SpaghettiOs. Show them your O face. It's time for the O line report. With you could play the Dockery report Big since you played. Alright. Yeah, you could play the Dockery <laughs> report music because I think this might be the last time you get to play it. All right. That's and right. now, the Dockery Report. Now, the Dockery Report. We said it was going to probably be the last time we played the Dockery Report like three years ago, and then he came back to the team. Yeah, he just keeps yeah, after, showing up. Like, yeah, after he got that $40 million deal in Buffalo or whatever it was. He keeps showing up again like Josh's oh, corn right. from his Thanksgiving corn pudding the other day. <laughs> corn? <laughs> when did I have corn? Exactly. In yeah. any event, um, Dockery apparently injured his knee, but he uh, actually did practice on Thursday, Thanksgiving. The Redskins had practice on Thanksgiving. Um, he actually was limited in practice, but he uh, he's not done for the season, unlike who ended up getting put on injured Clinton reserve. Portis. Well, Chad Simpson, the running back, uh, broke a bone in his foot before the game even started. Injured reserve. How did he do that? How did he do that? Warming up. He was warming up, and it was like snap, like a wishbone. <laughs> and right. then Anderson Russell, we already talked about towards ACL. I and then, uh, yeah, and we already talked about Clinton Portis, and he's been put on injured reserve with a torn. Was it a torn ab? Something like that. Ab. I think it was. I thought it was another groin pull. Abdominal. Higher up. It's it's higher up, but on the same side. Um, yeah. Doctor James Andrews says he had to have surgery. Yeah. Wait, Portis has to have surgery for an ab? Apparently. Oh, who knows? They got to reattach it. All I have to say I is uh, should, uh, it's been nice seeing Clinton Portis in a Redskins uniform, and I guarantee we've seen the last time seen him in a uniform for the last time of the Washington Redskins. And he came. Are you really you're really willing to guarantee that, John? I'm calling it. Will you wear a Dallas hat if he shows up at the first game next year as the running back? Are you sick? No, you're guaranteed. Well, how how willing are you to guarantee it? You sounded pretty uh, sure. I'm absolutely there. 100% sure, and my word is gold. So you will wear the Dallas hat then? I did not say that, and I would never, ever do that, ever, ever, ever. Okay. <laughs> well... You, 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 I will not wear the Dallas there, hat that you have hidden under the pillow on your bed, Aaron. You listeners out there can decide how you will take John's guarantee then. 
All right. Oh, all right. So, 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 what would I get if he does not play another down as a Redskin? I don't know. You're the one that's sure about it. Uh, I will give you a Redskins hat. I have Redskins hats. Okay, then I'll give you a Dallas hat. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, you, you admit that you have that Dallas hat hidden under your bed. I don't have. I'll send you a today. nineteen a nineteen eighty three limited edition can of Van Camp's beans. With the Redskins team on the back. Van <laughs> Camps. Those things are probably Van Camps baked beans. Anyway, you guys think that Clint Portis is actually going to come back and be on the Redskins next year? Uh, I think it's highly no, unlikely. I didn't say that. I think it's highly unlikely. But I well, there you go. I guarantee it because I read um, Shanahan's little statement today talking about how Clint Portis like has the will to come back. And That's he, nice and all, but uh, he also has the has the injury report to be, or uh, he also has been on the injury report. What more games than he's played in the last three years? Hey, we know who doesn't want him. Dude, to Dude, he's back. gone. We know who doesn't want him <clears throat> to come back. Number forty four, because he's like four hundred yards from breaking his record. Dude, that's true. Oh, that is true. That is I think true. we should trade him to uh, trade him to Denver for get Champ Bailey back. That's not. That would be nice. But anyway, uh, who else is on the injury report besides Anderson, Russell, Chad Simpson? All right, what about um, what about the, <laughs> the safety situation? What's going on coming into the safety situation? Um, well, Leron Landry, it's looking like he is not going to play this weekend. He has not practiced all week with his Achilles tendon that is apparently going to explode at any minute. Um, and as we already know, Russell Anderson, Anderson Russell is gone. So the Redskins went out and they signed former Philadelphia Eagle and Virginia Tech Hokie, Aaron's favorite player, Macho Macho Man Harris. Now, did he play with Vic at Virginia Tech? No. Um, no, I believe he was after Vic's time. Um, nor did he spend time in prison with Vic. Or prison at know. any time. I don't want to discourage dude, him. Macho um, Man was a rookie in 09, dude. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, he oh, okay. spent a lot of this season on the flag football team in... The Fairfax County Flag Football League of, of uh, Northern Virginia. And apparently what? he's like a huge Redskins fan because from what I was reading... When he came into the league, he called D'Angelo Hall and tried to tell D'Angelo to get the Redskins to draft him. And D'Angelo was just kind of like, um, it doesn't really work that way in the NFL, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so now apparently he's all pumped. Well, that's cool. Well, he's wait. from Nova. So, yeah. you know, how do that we, makes sense. How do we get this guy? How do we get him? I mean, the the he's Eagles just hanging him. out playing flag football? He got cut by like three teams. He was actually yeah, but, hanging out playing flag football in Fairfax County. And Are you serious? Yeah, and now, dude, there's two – he's had, what, three practices, and apparently there's a good <clears> chance he's going to be playing safety. He's really a cornerback, I'm pretty sure. He was – He was. I, I can't remember if he was a safety or a corner at Tech, but he did a lot. He actually played both ways sometimes in the games. Are you there. telling me he's going to start? No, he's probably going to come in, though, if we have any injuries. We only have two safeties, don't we? Like, like literally, a week ago he was playing flag football, and this week he's playing in the NFL. 
Josh. I'll put it. I'll put it this way: the first team safeties are Leron Landry and Kareem Moore, and the second team safeties are Russell Anderson, Anderson Russell, and Reed Dowdy. Only two of those guys are going to play this weekend: Kareem Moore and Reed <laughs> Dowdy. So guess who is the third safety? It's, it's Kevin Barnes and Macho Man Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to. I do want to point out though that Reed Dowdy had a pretty good game this week. He had a pretty good. Well, everyone that survived that game had a pretty good game. I mean, dudes were playing with more heart than we've seen the Redskins play as a whole on the the, the whole team together. They were playing better than. I don't know. It, it, it seemed like. What do you guys feel about that? It seemed like they were playing as a team and with more heart than we've seen in a long time. Dude, I got to call out Kevin Barnes was playing good, too, in the nickel. Because Rodgers wasn't even... there. Yeah, that's true. So I don't even Kevin remember Barnes. hardly seeing him in there. It, it, it was such it was so crazy, just all the people you started seeing in the game. <clears throat> um, do you want me to run down the injury report yeah, do completely? You run, run it down so everyone in their car can kind of like... Yeah, okay, people it. who it looks like are not going to play this weekend who mm-hmm. have not practiced up to this point are LeRon Landry, Santana Moss, Ryan Terrain, and Jeremy Jarman. They're still holding out hope for Moss, but uh, I don't know. He said he's a game uh, The one-man gang. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Moss practiced. Yep. He practiced. On, on Friday or Thursday? Friday. Good, sweet. Um, Lorenzo Alexander. Brandon Banks, Derek Dockery, Golston, Hicks, McIntosh, surprisingly, uh, Raybach, Robach, Rogers, and McNabb. Well, not McNabb. All the way through Rogers, all were limited in practice this week. Um, they think pretty much all those guys are going to be able to go, including Rocky McIntosh, and the prognosis on him was not good. So that's a really good sign to see that he may play. Dude, but what about... Um, Donovan McNabb is supposed to play this weekend, and of course he's got... 500 different ailments. But what about Raybach? I thought he tore his MCL. How can They're he... just saying he has a sprain. A sprained Sprain. knee. They said it was torn. Sprained right. They said the MRI showed a tear, dude. Well, maybe he's going to try to play through it. Maybe the chaotic funk is going to try to play through it. Well, here's he what practiced I'm... on Thursday. <laughs> well, here's what I'm asking about him. Would you rather have crappy Casey Raybach on a bum... Leg or on a bum stick, or Will Montgomery, who did an admirable job stepping in last week. Dude, well, I'm literally serious. stepping I think they in. They should do exactly what they did ste- last dude, week. Dude, both of those centers, each one of them had a step on uh, McNabb's foot. So if you're saying stepping in literally, then yeah. Yeah, I don't care about that. They need to just do what they did last week with the O line. Just, just keep the whole it, keep it O-line. like it is. Put them all together, like you were saying. Yeah, just put them in where they were last week and let it be. I mean, that's the best it's been. Even Stefan. Who ended up playing like left that. guard, by the way, at the end of the game? <clears throat> left guard was, uh, I thought that, uh, I thought it was, um, Stefan Heyer. No, that was right guard. Um, was it, was it Corey Lichtensteiger? I think it was Lichtensteiger. Yeah, it was. Even though he was yeah. kind of hurt anyway. At least it's How the hell did we win that game, guys? I still don't understand. Dude, I don't know how we did. And we had more than one chance to win it. Well, the defense oh, played man. well, dude. They didn't allow any offensive touchdowns. Not a single offensive <clears throat> touchdown to the crybaby and his team. Randy Moss had no catches. 
by the way. Which he had that one, but he pushed off. I was like, offensive pass interference. Come on, dude. It was pretty egregious. Well, dudes. Well. Yeah, I don't know how we won. Well. It's pretty crazy. I, I, I still I we're gotta be the luckiest five and five team in football. I we could be one and nine. We could be zero and ten. We could be worse than the Bills right now. We've got so many breaks go our way to help the record improve this year. It's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree with that. So let me ask a question, just hypothetically speaking. Uh, we all because you know the Eagles beat the Giants the other night. So if we were to beat the Giants in our two outings with them, and if we beat Dallas, where does that put us in the division? Well, that would put us at seven and five in the division. That would put us in a, as good a spot as we can uh, be. I don't know. It depends. On yeah, what but it's still. I mean, that, the rest of the year. That would put us at I what? Mean, five and one in the division. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, you know, the division record isn't the first record you go by. It's the overall record. Yep. And right now, Philadelphia is holding court at seven and three, um, and the Giants are at six and four. We're right behind the Giants, though, and of course, Dallas lost, so yeah, they're at three right. and eight, almost out of it. Well, if we almost win, if out three of and it, eight. if we win both games against the Giants, then that'll put us ahead of them. If we finish with the same record with the Eagles, then the Eagles would take the division because <clears throat> they would win in the points tiebreaker. I'm pretty sure. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they got sixty points against us. <laughs> Why? Because they hung a, like a season's worth of points on us. Exactly. 59. Great googly. Don't make it worse than what it was. They got more points in that game than we got in like the past two years. But anyway, if we anyway, if we get that man, close, now I'm depressed. We're thinking about that game again. If we get, if we get that close though, there's probably a good chance we would get a wild card. It's possible. There's so much parity in the league this year, as they everyone keeps saying. You know, five and five, we're still in it. Luck has been on our side for the most part, so it's it's it doesn't matter whether we've had good luck or bad luck or a mixture of both. It's been really strong. It's either been really great or really bad, or really great and really bad. It hasn't been like, oh man, we just got a little bit of luck there, and that was all we needed. It's like, no, 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 no. it's it's been really strong all the way around. Mm-hmm. Speaking of luck. Hmm. Um, there's a couple of lucky guys that made the roster this week since the Redskins had three, uh, had to put two running backs on injured reserve and Ryan Terrain is also out dudes. Mm-hmm. Dudes. Yeah. Dudes. Like this James Seriously. Davis guy mm-hmm. and, uh, Andre Brown. Who's he? Exactly. Um, Keston Moore is, uh, so James Davis and then, uh, Andre Brown are the second and third running backs for the Redskins this year. This week. <laughs> or this week, I should say. And practice squad is some guy named Keston Moore. And what about Keelan? It's our running backs in the stable are Keelan Williams. Keelan Williams is, is the head honcho of the running backs now. Hey, we didn't even we didn't even point out that we finished last week's game with two fullbacks as our running backs. So we had zero Two running full backs. backs. We had to, we didn't have any running backs at the end because Keelan Williams went out for a while. Remember, we had. I guess uh, that's true. We had Daryl Young. We had Daryl Young uh, as our running back with Mike Mike Sellers as the fullback behind him. 
how the hell did we mm. win this game? I just, I, man, Tennessee, what the hell? I don't know. And speaking of Tennessee, did you guys see where um, Will Witherspoon Tennessee. was fined uh, $40,000 for that hit on McNabb? That much? Yeah, man. I didn't find that much. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't remember it's, it being that bad. No, well, it wasn't. It's, it's all because it was a headshot. It's all, that's all they care about. They care about, well, put it this way. Um, um, what's his face from the Raiders punched Ben Roethlisberger? Well, they keep calling it a punch, but really he bitch slapped him. Um, 25 and got grand thrown out of that. the game and he got fined 25 grand for that. They care more about a, an injury, a potential injury during a game than, or during a play than someone taking a cheap shot after a play like that. They're much more concerned about headshots. And really much more concerned about quarterbacks because I mean it's quarterbacks are the stars of the league more than anybody else. That's what anyone you know. That's, yeah, but that's my question is, watch. my question is though, and this really isn't on our itinerary, but I, I, I want to talk about it a little bit because my question is, yes, I know they're taking this seriously, but who's the guy that sits there and looks at the hit and says, "Oh, that's forty thousand versus that's twenty five thousand Easy. Dude. And do, do you think it's really Goodell, or do you think it's like some vice president, pro player, personnel, like Vinny Serrato type guy? No, I think it's that guy that Fox hires Pereira. I mean, do they suck? Pereira in, like, doesn't the do helmet? it anymore. He's he's not. He doesn't work for the NFL anymore. Would someone like that guy? Do, do they suck in the helmet data and they see how hard the hit was and like factor all this stuff into a spreadsheet and like Vinny Serrano is in a back room somewhere trying to figure this stuff out and he's like ah forty thousand dollars maybe that's what he's doing. I these bet days. it's Goodell, <laughs> dude. I bet it's Goodell. He you know. looks at it and he's like, uh, give him forty G's. Yeah, they're like, how much is that guy making? Okay, forty. He's kind of Goodell's turned into kind of like the principal. Like send him to the principal's office. Vietnam, yeah, yeah dogs. really. Seriously. <laughs> Pac-Man Jones, you have to have a handler with you at all times. Anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, what other roster moves are there? Any before we go into the break? Uh, well, apparently we signed an offensive lineman to the practice squad on the 25th um, to take Clinton Portis's spot, and his name is Jacob Bender. Jake Bender? Uh, Bender. Jake Bender. Is he Bender? I hardly know. Is her. he related to John Bender? I don't know. He might be related to John. <laughs> <laughs> you brought her. You brought her. You Bender. Anyway, um, all right. Is that it? Uh, is there any other scrubs we need to know about? Hey, remind me. Remind me when we come back from the break. I have a rule question that I want to get you guys to weigh in on. A rule question, as in, as in, out in the country with like no power, Amish. No. Rural. Oh no! Like rule, not rural. Like okay. a rule book question, you know, yeah. like uh, go into the rule book. All right, well, we'll talk about that as soon as we come back from this break, dude. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. 
who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757 259 9377. That's 757 259 9377. All right, we're back. John, you back? I'm still wiggling it. Mmm. Let me just scarf down a little bit more of this sweet potato casserole leftovers. Oh, dudes. Oh. I'm back. Did I miss anything? Oh, yeah. Josh is eating some sweet potatoes. Sweet potato pie. <laughs> He's a vegan now. No, I'm not a vegan. It's still funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so what is this rule book question you have? Ooh. I just want to know what you guys think about this. I think, you know, I've been thinking about it in a couple of games as I'm watching challenges and watching challenges be won and challenges lost. And, um, you know, say that uh, Mike Shanahan throws a couple of challenge flags and, um, you know, he wins both of them. Okay. Well, that grants him one additional challenge. Well, say, you know, all that stuff has happened in the first quarter. And he takes his challenge, his one remaining challenge in the second quarter. Or he doesn't because he knows he only has one more challenge. Well, you know, depending on the officiating crew and what's going on, they could be having a bad night or just be a horrible crew and more challenges might be needed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just wondering, should the rule be as it is, you win two challenges, you get one more, or should it be that, you know, as long as you continue to win a challenge, you get yet another challenge. So as long as you're undefeated, you get another challenge. Correct. No, you get two, you gain one more. If you win the third, you get another one. So on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. But they'll never do it because the league doesn't want to make their own referees look like morons. You know what they need yeah, to do? Yeah, but some of them just, are. Dudes, they just need to do the college rule or the college way. They have an official in the booth. Who at any time could say, hold on, dudes, we need to look at that again. And that's it. That's all they need to do. Why in the hell can they not do that? um, Because they don't want (laughs) to. That's all they need to do. They don't want to make the refs suck on the field. Dude, you can watch a college game that has 10 stoppages for booth reviews, and those 10 stoppages will take less time than two reviews in an NFL game. I'll tell you, John. It's terrible. I'll I'll tell you why I would not want that. Because that person is susceptible to bribery. Well, so are the officials on the field. You saw the Dallas game yesterday where they didn't call that hold that was right yes, in front but, of the official. But, but rather than a guy behind closed doors saying, you guys need to take a look at this again, 
you have a coach who's watching replays, who's throwing the challenge flag, everybody sees it, and it becomes pretty darn obvious every time as to whether or not it's going to be overturned. There have been a few surprises, but, you know, this way it's like you throw the challenge, you know it's going to be overturned. He so did not catch that or whatever it might be. And, I, I, you know, I like the idea of if they continue to win the challenges, they're undefeated on the challenge, they get, just keep getting another challenge opportunity. I still think they need to go to the college way because the college way is quicker and it takes it's it's right almost every time. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. Hey, if anybody out there wants to weigh in on this rule issue, feel free to um, either give us a call on our new hog line. That number is seventy-seven Harry Hog. Yes, sir. That's spelled how, John? And don't forget to dial a one spelled. Like I did. That is spelled 77-H-A-R-R-Y-H-O-G. It's actually 177-Harry-Hawk. Right, yeah. uh, don't forget the one like me. Like an idiot. 177-Harry-Hawk. That's right. Um, or you can send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com. And we did yes, get sir. a few messages this week um, from Nicholas. Sent us a couple yep. messages. and uh, Burgundy blood. Yeah. Burgundy blood. Keep, we'll try to get those on here next week. I forgot to plug the sound effects into the the soundboard. From oh no, because we're just getting that. It's a new thing. It takes me a while to get into the swing of things. The new soundboard, yeah, yes the, sir. The new sound effect program, which I think is pretty sweet. Well, I got a question for you. Do you have the sound effect for the kick in the balls award? Um, yes, I do. Are you ready for it? Sure. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. This week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you Stop. by Big John. Big John. Every morning at the mine, you can see him. All right. Go ahead, dude. Dudes. Seriously. Kicking the balls award for this week. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'll go. I, I know, know who mine's going to. No, I know who mine's going go to. Go for it. Mine is going to uh, Graham Gano for missing two field goals in this game. I think uh, we've been more than supportive of Mr. Gano ever since he was in the Violent Femmes back in the 80s and all the way through his uh, – Renaissance as a Redskins kicker, uh, previously in the UFL. And now at this point, uh, you know, I, I think he still has a future in the NFL as a kicker, but he's, he's, you know what, when you see him out there kicking, it's almost like he's thinking to himself, all right, now what if I, what if I put a little bit more loft on it than I usually do? I've never tried this in practice, the every single freaking day that I practice. I've never tried to put a little bit more loft on it, but let me try it on this one. Oh, look at that. It fell two yards short. Yeah, it's it's almost like he's out there like, well, let me see how this works instead of going out there and just damn doing it. I think he's still going to be pretty good, dude. He did come back yep. and get the game. I'm not saying that he, that he's done or anything, but he definitely gets my kick for that that one that landed short because he's got way more leg than that, as he proved in that mm-hmm. game. That that one that landed two yards short was pretty inexcusable. 
I know what you're talking about. It was like he was trying not to overkick it where he'd lose accuracy. Yeah. About it. It's it's like he's getting all heady about it, like way too much in his head. And it's it's he's like, Well, let me see if I can get in there and, and, and I'll try this. And and, and I've seen him act like that. It's like he's thinking, I'm gonna try it this way now, in the middle of a game, instead of having like tried this on Wednesday before the game, or in September. You know, don't you have time to try all these different scenarios while you're kicking during practice? You should know what you're going to do when you get out there at this point, even as only a second-year kicker. Although, dudes, i got to point out that this was a game of kickers. I mean, Graham Gano had 13 points on the day, and, uh, you know, the kicker for the uh, Titans had 10 points on the day. And when you look at the total score, 19 to 16, I mean, that's one touchdown each. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they're all kicked. Baronis. They're all kicked points. It was. It was all. It was very, very important. I think their kicker missed a field goal as well, but our guy missed two. No, he didn't miss any. Their guy Rob Baronis did not miss any, but uh, Gano did miss two. And I know the two we missed were pretty long, but like I said, there was no excuse for that one kick coming mm-hmm. up just plain short. It was almost like, let me see if I can put yeah. a little bit of extra loft on this one. Oh darn. Right. And then he goes out and he kicks the next one just, you know, true, straight and true. It was like he didn't let something? himself get into his head. He went out there and he actually did it. He thinks too much, I think is what it is. He just needs to go out there and kick it. I was just going to say that Suzanne's Uncle Jim knows Graham Gano. He, he's, still, um, he's still an instructor at those kicking camps since he was a kicker with the Vikings. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Uncle Jim, Uncle Jim. Graham Gano was there last year, <laughs> apparently, and he hung out with him. Uh-huh. So I'm going to ask uh, Uncle Jim if he can get Graham on the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Ask Uncle Jim. Did you also notice Other that Graham Gano kind of looks like the dude <laughs> in the uh, those mummy movies, like the guy that plays the mummy? Like he's got like that natural <laughs> eyeliner look to his face. Yeah. Never know. I've never really looked... Into his he looks like he's wearing eyeliner. Like, he looks like that dude, except <clears throat> that dude in the movie's not really wearing eyeliner. Or he's wearing eyeliner, but Graham Gano isn't really. Or is he? I don't know, but Boy George wears eyeliner, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <clears throat> All right, I'll give my I'll give my kick. You ready? I'm out of control. Go for it. As long as you don't take mine, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, giving a, I'm giving my kick to the other guy that kicks, Hunter Smith. Hunter the punter. Did he have a 25-yarder in this game? It was something uh, like that. He had that one just crap punt in this game. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude, but his average is 9.8 yards. No, it's no, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're insane, dude. <laughs> look at his average. You're looking no, look at the wrong statistic, man, because there's no way okay. his average is a 9-yard punt. Well, I couldn't believe it either, but that's what I based my that's what I based my game my kick on. You should have based it on what you saw. He did have that one twenty five yarder, dude. That sucked. That was horrible. Yeah, but he's definitely not averaging nine yards a punt or whatever it was. Guys, <laughs> stop looking at the bleacher report for your statistics. dude. Seriously, dude, I think it's because he I think it's because he had that punt blocked. Look it up in stats, John. I'm, I'm seriously all right. I'm looking it up right now, and it says that his. Punt block. Average he for the game was 31.5 yards a punt. And of his four punts, two of them landed inside the 20. And I think that includes that one, like, 
25-yard punt that he did. <clears throat> where, are you, where are you looking that up? I'm looking Not it up at Yahoo.com on the box score of the Redskins game versus the Nashville Knicks. Okay. Well, I'm looking it up at NFL.com on the box score, and it's showing 9.8. Well, the what the hey? NFL, people that do, NFL, <laughs> do NFL.com are probably the same people that do Redskins.com. Which are probably the same people that do the Bleacher Report, if you think about it. <laughs> anyway, all right. all right, well, I'm giving mine to Derek Dockery for coming in, getting a holding penalty, and then getting injured. Especially after we talked okay. about him so much. We're like, where's Dockery? Where's Dockery? Oh, hey, Dockery's in. Oh, Dockery got a penalty. Oh, Dockery's hurt. I will say he was playing pretty well except for that, though. But that's who I'm giving my tip to. Where's Dockery? Where's Where's Dockery? Yeah, I think all Um, three of us kind of felt like a collective dumbass when Dockery went in there and he had that hold and then he was injured like two plays later and we're just like, crap, dude, come on. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to point a couple other things out about this game since we just gave game balls. Um, we didn't give penalties. We just gave kicks I'm ball, sorry, dude. since we just since we just gave kicks, I want to point a couple things out. Um, because we're often giving uh, kicks, especially to people who are getting penalties. And like Aaron just mentioned with Mr. Dockery there. Um, we had three we had three penalties for a total of twenty yards in this game. Loss of twenty yards. Wow, that's the Titans nice. had a well, the Titans had 11 penalties for a loss of 81 yards. The Titans the had game. more penalties on that drive in overtime that gave us the win than we had in the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Let me point something else out. We all, we always, all, uh, not always, but we will often give a kick in the balls for fumbles and lost fumbles. We had two fumbles in this game, but we did not lose any of them. Uh, the Titans had one fumble, and they lost it. See, this this is where we're explaining how the hell we won this game. It's these stats that, you, that you're giving us right now, man. It's like these little things, the, the penalties. Had, lack of penalties and lack of turnovers. Yeah, man. That's right. And hearts. We didn't turn over. I mean, miles and there, miles there was an interception that cost us. And the fact that yep. Donovan McNabb had all day to throw the ball, and we could run it. Offensive line, dude. Speaking of, let's just go into the game ball award. Now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. I'm giving my game ball to the entire makeshift offensive line, including Stefan Heyer. <laughs> and including Derek Dockery, even though I just gave him my individual kick. Because they somehow <clears throat> opened up holes and gave Donovan McNabb all kinds of time. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think that's a great game ball this week. I got a game ball. I'll give Go it. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to give a game ball to somebody that I never thought I'd give a game ball to. And Jason that Garrett. person, no, Miles off, that man. person is Philip Buchanan. Philip Buchanan. Whoa. He did have a good game. He actually did Dude, have he a good led game. The team, led the team in tackles with six tackles, and he had one interception. Yes, he did. A couple passes defended. Dude had a solid game. Yep. He did? Good call. Um, I'm going to give my game ball to Graham Gano. Because even though he missed two field goals, he still hit four, including the game winner. And I think the longest one he kicked was 48 yards. And it was tried. I mean, it was true. It was straight on. It was in there. It was good. 
Dude can hit him. He just needs to quit thinking and go out there and kick the damn ball. All right, well, I got to give another game ball then. Hmm. I got to give my game ball to. All right, let me preface it by saying if you'll recall, we have the crappiest third down percentage in the league. Right, All we right. converted zero third downs the game before this. And then all of a sudden, in the second half of this game, Chris Cooley started converting every single third down I could think of, it seemed. He had at least six or seven catches just in the second half, and I'm sure probably three of them were third down catches, if not more. Yeah, he had seven total receptions for 91 yards. His longest was a 26-yarder. It was outstanding. He was the go-to guy in the second half. He really was. So... I got to give him a game ball too. Yeah, let's give a shout out yeah. to Santana Moss because he did score the only offensive touchdown in the game, and he had over a hundred yards. So, yeah. and will he be playing this week? I hope so. I hope so. There, there, there's because I don't know. I don't know how we could win this game. I don't know how we won the last one either. So we'll just have to sit back and watch against the old man Favre and his junk. Dude, I saw someone on a blog page saying. It's Rodgers versus Favre. Imagine how many interceptions. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, oh, no. Do you think, all right, here's the question for the week going into this game. Will Carlos Rodgers have at least one interception? How many will he drop? And will he have more interceptions than he drops? I'm going to have to say no on that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but back to the Moss thing for a minute. I mean, Moss is currently, he's listed as doubtful for this week. Yeah, yeah, but they said he practiced today, so the last I heard it was a game-time decision. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, who the hell else is going to play? Roy Dell Williams, Brandon Banks. Brandon ba- you can't, you can't do Brandon Banks. You gotta be like Brandon Banks, like all Munchkin voice. <laughs> we Brandon represent Banks. the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop <laughs> Guild. I'd like to welcome you to the NFL. <laughs> Dude, oh man, don't be busting on the hummingbird now. I don't have that music in here, but I need to get it. <laughs> the hummingbird. <laughs> anyway, uh, what else do we have before we wrap this thing up? The next game is against Minnesota, of course. It's in Washington. Um, Washington. Sorry, I was like, "Where's Where's the game?" And and, and we don't know what to expect, right? Because Minnesota's got a new coach. Yeah, Leslie. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Frazier. <laughs> Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier. Who is someone, if the uh, Vikings weren't going to make him a head coach pretty soon, he was, someone's going to make him a head coach next year, whether it's with the Vikings or someone else, pretty much. It's going to be very interesting to see if he even plays or starts old man Favre out there. He might start the backup. Because why the hell, yeah, why the hell would he stick with Favre? Favre. Probably because exactly. the are so decimated. That means Brett Favre could literally throw a hissy fit at, at at this Sunday's game. Who cares? Let's see what happens, though. It's going to be interesting because it's the old man Favre and his new coach against uh, people we'd never heard of on the Washington Redskins. Yeah, geez. It's almost like it's a strike game. Yeah, so we'll see what happens <laughs> with that. Um, and you know how we, we do when there's a strike. 
Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we'll give our shout out. We already did, dude. Man, wit. Cali skins guy. Couple guys, listeners going on the website, dropping some stuff in the uh, chat box on the way down on the left hand side of the page. HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, send us some email, Redskins fans at Harry Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com, or give us a call at the Hog Line and leave us a message one seven seven Harry Hog. H A R R Y Hog. Um, and that's just a standard long distance phone call for you if you're not in that area code, so it's nothing funky. Yeah, it's not like a nine hundred number or anything. Yeah, 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 you're not you're not gonna pick it up and it's gonna be like doo boo doo boo doo doo boo doo boo doo doo It'd be like Hello Thank you for calling Harry Hall. Thank you for calling Anyway That's right. So anyway. I think that about wraps it up. Thanks to David Lee Legal Services for uh, continuing their his wonderful support of Harry Hog football. Now in our fifth year. That's right. You don't worry about a thing. Everything's going to be all right this week. Carlos. Carlos is going to catch three interceptions and drop seven no. of them. It's going to be an interesting game. Hopefully Josh won't get belligerent watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Next week, hail to the Redskins. And remember, if you see a Cowboys fan, totally. Don't worry. Ah, la, 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 la. Out Vikings. Yellow cake.